This is the Out of Time Film Podcast, where your hosts, Tom and John, discuss everything from blockbuster films to TV and games like there's no tomorrow. Welcome to the Alstein Film Podcast. This week we're talking about the Super Mario Bros. movie. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined by my co-host John. How are you this week? Hello, hello. I'm great. Thank you for asking. How about you? Very good, thanks. Full spoilers ahead for anyone who hasn't seen it. So the Super Mario Bros. movie, briefly explain the plot for those who don't know. Okay, with help from Princess Peach, Mario gets ready to square off against the all-powerful Bowser to stop his plans from conquering the world. Alright. Yes. Pretty simple. So it's been a long journey for this one. This is one of, I think, two maybe Nintendo films that have been since the 1990s Mario movie. And of course, as we know, this one has been rife with controversy. What did you think? I thought it was an all right film. Since the announcement, it was so unexpected. Like, we just look at the cast list. They're like, oh, they're making a Mario movie? And then the cast list would appear. And the first thing would be Chris Pratt just as Mario with that picture. Like, if you look up, like, the Super Mario's movie, and you look at the cast, it's just that picture and just Mario. (laughs) That headshot of Chris Pratt. Yeah. No, that was a lot of people's first exposure to this movie. And that's just, wow. And 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 the fact that, that it was Illumination. Like, I think Illumination is, it does its job. It, it makes does. movies that kids like. It makes money. But I wouldn't necessarily call it a studio that, you know, has a lot of masterpieces. You know, it's not like a Pixar or a DreamWorks where they have the ability and have in the past made some really, really great. I guess the best you get of Illumination might be the first Despicable Me. But yeah, I was always a bit like, I really, really hope it's good. And I would say that from the trailers, this movie looked really, really solid. And I think that I agree with you. The movie was fine. Yeah, it would be sometimes artificial. The lines would be a bit forced, but there were some great, great scenes that I really liked, especially Jack Black as Bowser. I thought mm. he, he killed it. He was really passionate. Like, if you look into interviews, he was like, yes, I'm so passionate about this film. And just, yeah, he's so energetic. Jack Black is just, you can't really go wrong with him. He always puts everything into a performance. And there's a reason why he's so iconic. And he's got a stick that really, really works. And I think that I agree. Out of all the cast, he was 100% the highlight. And there's not a whole lot of Bowser in this movie. Like, he's definitely a presence, but he's not very active. I think one of the things that kind of surprised me was that Bowser isn't really there in the plot. Like, he shows up at the beginning and then at the end. But other than that, we just keep on cutting back to Bowser for exposition, essentially. Him and Mario meet once, and it's right at the end. Like, I was surprised that we didn't have them meet a couple of times throughout. It just kind of felt like Bowser was a little bit of a footnote. And unfortunately, because... Luigi is with Bowser as well. I mean, hey, Charlie Day, I think, is also with Jack Black as one of the best parts of the movie. I thought he really was great as Luigi, but they weren't in it that much. Like Luigi yeah. especially just kind of spent the whole thing in a cage. Yeah, he just spent the whole time in that film just in that cage. And I wish there was like something to do with Luigi in this film because there was something that would have made it really interesting. But no, they were like, let's just put him in the cage. 
with this star. Um, Suicidal star. Yeah. I mean, it was very weird to put that in the film, but I guess a star, I guess, a suicide star. It, yeah, sure. In all places where he's just like, oh, come sweet death. That's literally <laughs> what the star says. Yeah, yeah it's um, strange because this is the Super Mario Bros movie. There's two of them. Mario and Luigi, and yet for all of it, it's just really about Mario. And then it becomes, like, to me, it felt weird at the end when both Mario and Luigi got the star powers because Luigi had barely been in it. And so it kind of felt like a little bit of a, oh, well, we have to have Luigi fight in this final bit instead of (laughs) it being built up throughout the narrative because they're apart for most of the narrative. It felt strange. It definitely did. What are your thoughts on... The other side of the narrative. We have to address it. What are your thoughts on Chris Pratt as Mario? Eh, he's okay. Chris Pratt did an alright job, but it didn't really stand out to me. It didn't really fit. Sometimes in the film, but it did. I don't know. It was just very strange. What about your thoughts? I I thought it was just, eh. Yeah, I agree. He was fine. You know, like, he wasn't offensively bad, but I, I also don't think that it was anything special. I mean, you can't deny that Chris Pratt is a good voice actor. You look at both the Lego movie, they really work and he really works in them and even in the lego games so yeah he does it well like he does it well i think you're right i just don't think there's anything truly i think most of them they were good but like you know like seth rogan as donkey kong or keegan michael key as toad or anya taylor joy as peach nothing really stood out to me as i say the people who stood out were jack black and charlie day who were unfortunately sidelined for most of the movie which was just like all right sure i guess I wasn't really floored by anything. I mean, I have to say, though, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong was probably the worst part. His performance was so strange. Didn't sound like an old Kong at all. It just sounded like a guy. Yeah, and the weird part about this is that Cranky in the Donkey Kong video games is just like a really old guy. He doesn't care anymore, but in this, it doesn't sound like an old person at all. I thought that was just a really weak, he didn't have emotion to it. But the one thing that I'm really glad, we're just going to segue into this Kong area, is that they played the DK song! Oh my god! (laughs) They did, but they didn't credit the guy who actually made it. Yes, Grant Kirkhope. Great tune, by the way. Brilliant. Fantastic. Should have been credited. Great, let's... Donkey Kong. Um, <laughs> let's let's go from there and let's talk about the music of the film because oh yeah, there there are two sides to the music in this movie. <laughs> so we got a score by Brian Tyler, which I thought was a pretty decent score. Yeah, there were some like really good moments. They integrated Mario music throughout very well, especially at the end when they have the star music. They make it epic while also keeping that kind of do 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 and i think it works really nicely there are some really good moments i think that work well i was kind of worried that they would go a little bit too far into trying to make it less digital but no i think they kind of struck a nice balance between what the songs are and putting them into a more grand movie setting i thought that really worked but there's also some license music in there (laughs) there's some strange choices For example, Take On Me, which just shows up when they enter the Kong land. Why? I don't don't know. know. (laughs) This is like Suicide Squad over again. It's just like, you know, they just play the songs randomly. They have no significant meaning into the film. Is it poetry? You know, are they just adding it in there to like give some foreshadowing? No, it's just there. I don't know, to be fun. So yeah, Take On Me just plays while everyone arrives in Donkey Kong region. And then Thunderstruck. 
also played by yes. ACDC in the film as well. Which I was like, uh, okay, this is too much. Sure. We, we can't, uh, we can't, we can't get any more. Please, please don't <laughs> be like another Guardians film. And then they even played Mr. Blue Sky. By yes, right at the end. Orchestra. Yeah. Just uh, what's what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, it was so strange, and it felt like such a commercial move. I mean, obviously, like, you know, they want this movie to make money and it, it is making money, but it felt like something just to boost its iconography to make it more. But this is Mario. Everyone knows the music and everyone knows the and, and that's, you know, that makes it really great. You don't need that extra stuff. However, having said that, if you have never played Mario, you may be a little bit lost. <laughs> yes. They don't really spend the time to explain some of the stuff. Like, oh, the whole movie, there's, like, a huge part of it where we're looking at the MacGuffin of the Magic Star. Bowser has stolen it, and we and we know that it's special in some capacity, but we have no idea, based on what the movie gives us, they never tell us what it actually is or why it's important. We went to see this with my girlfriend, and when we came out, she was just like, I had no idea what the star actually was, because she's never played Mario. And it's like, yeah, it really has no significance or yeah, they, they don't really explain stuff like the question boxes and all the different powers that come from all the different objects. And that feels like important stuff to communicate. Yeah, definitely. Like if you haven't played Mario, there's a lot that goes into like the game mechanics, power items. Did he do jumping on the heads? Yeah, they did know? it. They did it quite a few times, but it wasn't dwelled on. It's no Sonic the Hedgehog. No I think Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. is much better because I think it's much more charming and it's got more elements that I think work, especially the second movie. Yeah. With Sonic the Hedgehog, it was allowing the audience to understand what was happening. But in, in this film, yeah, what you said about, like, they didn't explain the power items, they didn't explain the star. I know what the star did, but why does Bowser really need it? He doesn't know what to do with it. He, he's just, like, holding it for the entire Yeah, time. it's not like... It, it, it doesn't really play into his villainous scheme or anything it, like that like his it, it, it doesn't it doesn't help him in any way he just kind of steals it at the beginning in a very short scene that doesn't necessarily the idea of the opening is wow look at bowser he's got this huge army and he's so intimidating and he he destroys the this other army so easily but it doesn't come across like that at all because the penguins the penguins are not intimidating either that they don't have any kind of power they're just throwing snowballs and it's played off for comedy I don't know, man. Like, yeah. you're right. Whereas with Sonic, they ease you in to a point where, like, if you haven't played Sonic, all you really need to know is Blue Hedgehog runs fast and rings. Like, that's yeah. basically it. That's all, like, you really need to know. Yeah. I think that the best part of this movie was how they incorporated all those elements of all these different games and all the different kind of, like, things into the action. Like, I think the story of this movie super forgettable it doesn't really add anything but the action and all of the actually like mario game sequences were really cool yeah there's some really cool stuff that they added into like they actually referenced a lot of stuff from the mario games but there's one that i was surprised that they did there's a woman who does the news reporting i might be wrong about this but she did look uh, a lot familiar to the singer in the Mario Odyssey game. Pauline, is it Pauline? Oh, I feel like I've heard people talk about Pauline on the internet. Maybe they were in a trailer oh, or she's, something. she's the goat. But... Yeah, that looks a lot like her. I was like going crazy. I was like, oh my God, it's her. I'm sorry, we're wasting time on this, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm trying to show Tom Yeah, this. I never played it. I, I only ever, I had uh, Mario Kart on the Wii and right. New Super Mario Bros. I also had Donkey Kong Country Returns. 
on the Wii. And that oh, was that's, that's that was a banger. It was a banger. Because obviously they go to the Donkey Kong land just so they can have Donkey Kong in it. Like there's no there's no actual story relevance. They do it to try and get the Kong army to help them, but that doesn't happen. And there's nothing that adds to any of like the character arcs in, in any major way. But there was a really fun sequence with Donkey Kong and Mario fighting in an arena. And I think that even though the plot is kind of stretching to get to some of these action scenes, damn, they were yeah. cool. <laughs> like <laughs> the Mario Kart sequence was oh, yeah. very well done. There's very this well. long take which is partially in the trailer where Mario, his cart gets blown up and he falls from one section of the Rainbow Road to another and he's kind of, and he and he like lands on a Cooper and he flips onto another and then like, and then what the trailer doesn't show is that the take continues and it, it goes over to Peach and it goes over to Toad and it goes over to Donkey Kong. It was a really, really fun sequence because it incorporated all these elements that you know about Mario Kart and it uses them in a really fast, frenetic, fun way and I think that was great. Again, I don't know how well that works people who haven't played mario kart but i thought it worked really well i thought those action scenes were really great the movie looks good and i think that's great there were so many shots where i was like damn that looks really cool and they adapt the world of mario really really well and you know each each world is very well nicely realized even yeah. though we do kind of see everything in very very quick succession mario is a very passive character <laughs> he just kind of comes in and toad's like hey we're friends now come with me. And he's like, okay. And then like, he meets Peach and she's like, I'm going to train you. He's like, okay. And then like, she's like, we're going to the Donkey Kong world. Okay. He's like, you're fighting Donkey Kong now. Okay. okay. It's, like, it's like, Mario is such a passive character until I guess the end when he okay. faces Bowser. <laughs> and it, it's just, just like, everything just felt like an excuse to get to another set piece, another action sequence, another opportunity to show some Mario stuff. And I, you know, I could, I can't really hate it for that. Again, it's not its not an animated classic. It's no WALL-E or Spider-Verse or even Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. But I thought that it was fun. Yeah, yeah I thought it was just a good old time. Just A, a good old time. A good old time. Uh, well, yeah, I agree. Like, there wasn't really anything exciting about, like, you know, some character arcs or anything like that. Because, as you said, yeah, Mario was just a passive character mm. all the way through. And Luigi. Yes, we talked about Luigi and just, like, I wish there was something more to do with... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Did I say Waluigi? I said Luigi. You may have said Waluigi. If they make a sequel, which they are likely to do because it's getting quite a lot of money at the box office, yeah. I think Wario and Waluigi are pretty likely to happen. Yeah, I, I, I hope they do something. That would be really interesting to get more story into it. I played Luigi's Mansion games and they were yeah. really good. And there was some really good variety into Luigi. If you can put that in the Mario movie, that would be really, really interesting. You know, like he's trying to escape from Bowser, but you might get mm. attacked by I King was, Boo. I, that's what King I thought Boo. they were gonna <laughs> That's what I thought they were gonna do. And, and and then he just gets captured very early on and King Boo shows up at the wedding. That's interesting. One thing I actually really liked was Bowser's motivation, that he just was in love with <laughs> Princess Peach. Obviously, we get the Peach's song, which has become Peaches, somewhat Peaches, of, a, Peaches. Of, a, of a sensation. But what I loved about it was just that that just makes sense. <laughs> Why is Bowser always kidnapping Peach? He just loves her. That's fun. Yeah. And But he's a maniac. And again, Bowser just should have been there the whole time. Like the heroes kind of go to the Kong world for no real reason, as I mentioned.
mentioned, they should have gone there because that's where Bowser was heading and they should have gone there to help other people and Bowser should have been chasing them the whole time. Mario and Bowser should have met at least once before they have their final fight. Same with Peach. Peach only meets Bowser when he's like, hey, marry me. They should have met at least once before and I think that would have really strengthened a lot of this movie because it does have some really good elements. But yeah, as you, the characters, that's the, the, the unfortunate downfall. Like Mario's arc in this movie is that his dad likes him. He just has daddy issues the whole time where he's like, oh, my dad's not proud of me. And it's like, what? (laughs) Okay. It's very strange. And then Donkey Kong, he's trying to do that as well. Just like, oh, my dad, he he, he doesn't like me. There's a moment where they're kind of trapped inside a fish. And they're like, oh, I wanted my dad to see me for who I am. My dad thinks I'm worthless. And then Mario's like, my dad thinks that too. And instead of it being a moment where the two of them bond, where they come to a mutual understanding, Donkey Kong's just like, yeah, your dad's right. (laughs) You're the worst. And it's just like, all right. It just was like a lot of missed opportunities, I felt. Yeah. I wish there was some more emotion into it. It's a Mario movie. If you want to look some really good Mario stuff, Mario Odyssey and the Wii, the new Super Mario new Brothers. New Super Mario Brothers. The, yeah. Is it new? Is it still new? Or is it it's just... It's still new. The new, new, new Super Mario Brothers. There's certainly a lot to criticize about this movie. And I feel like, yeah, we do have a lot that didn't work for us. But you've got to remember that this is a Mario movie. We weren't expecting anything huge. We wanted it to be fun. And I think it was fun. I think it delivered exactly what it wanted it to be. Just a fun time. It was only 92 minutes long and it breezed by. It wasn't too complicated. It just, it, it was fun. And I think that kind of sometimes that trumps whether a movie is the greatest thing ever. Would I have liked a Mario movie that was similar to the Lego movie or something like that? Like yes. a really, really great anime? Yes, of course I would. But I didn't need it. And I'm happy that it, it had those things to like about it, that it made me smile in those elements. And I can't stress enough that, yeah, the story doesn't really work, but the plot moves at a fast enough pace and the action is that good. And the comedy is sometimes decent. Again, whenever it's Bowser, the comedy works, especially. Yeah. But yeah, decent. You know, like I don't really have a bone to pick with this movie. It was just fine. And I'm okay with it that. It was fine. I just don't know what else to say. I mean, it's the Mario movie. What are you going to give out of 10, Tom? Five. I just think it was so fine. It's not too bad, but it's just like, I don't know why I watched, but uh, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm going to go six. Nice. Yeah. I liked it. I mean, but... you've played more Mario than I have, so it makes sense that you'd enjoy it. Hey, if you're a Mario fan, you probably get more out of this than if you're not. But again, who cares? Mario was fun. That's all we need it to be. Exactly. That was fun. And I agree. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you everybody for listening. If you enjoyed it and listening on YouTube, you can give it a like and subscribe if you want to see more. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can follow us and give us a five star review if you think we're worthy. Next week is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That's right. We are continuing our Guardians of the Galaxy rewatch before the third one. And I can't wait for the second one. It's going to be great. Tell us your thoughts on Mario, on Nintendo, on the games and the movie and video game movies in general and anything that you want to tell us. Send us an email at gmail.com. We will answer it right here on the podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at AlstonFilmPod. Big thanks to L. Jones Mayer for the theme, Ronan Phillips vocals, and Zayn Afzal for the fantastic thumbnails, as always. Yes, appreciate you guys. And thank you for listening. Take what you give me. You're coming back. Goodbye. Goodbye.